0: Monday and welcome back to another exciting week of the Apollo Thirteen Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard directed feature Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com,
1: and I'm Chris Henry, the other host of the EAA Aviation Museum.
0: And we are getting really darn close to. uh, I mean, they got their (laughs) they got their gloves and mittens on, so uh, they're getting ready to to climb on board uh, the Apollo. Saturn V and go to the moon.
1: Yeah, it's that's actually how we dress when we go outside in Wisconsin here as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just get, get get ready to go ice fishing and stuff. <laughs> well, and gosh, this Horner music comes roaring back in. It's so imminent. We get that big the the uh, the timpanies and the the cymbals. We're on deck at the at the press box, the visitors' box, the VIP box for Pad Thirty Nine, which is now um the apollo era uh stands if i remember correctly are now where the apollo saturn V center is
1: okay yeah, i think you're right i think i remember reading that
0: yeah so they kind of moved it a little bit to the right once uh once they built that and in the shuttle era arrived
1: what's really wild is i i was studying some uh vintage uh, original footage from the apollo program and i swear that and, I, and i'm sure that you know it's it's probably not a uh um, a coincidence, but they actually mirrored like a lot of that footage. I mean, like right to the T, like when you watch the old footage, you actually see this, you know, the thing that with the, the, the cameras mounted on it kind of turning around and like, and there in the movie, there it is. Like, and it's like, did, is that that actual piece of equipment? Like, you know, you almost wonder if, I mean, that had to be specially built stuff,
0: Yeah, Um, I'm pretty sure they're reusing the stuff that was out at the Cape. I mean, that's still used today. Wow, Um, that's cool. Those stands are beautiful. I mean, if you look at it just to make sure that they don't uh, vibrate or anything, people walking along and bumping it, you can see those big heavy weights on either side of the uh, as as they're as they're turning on the on the cameras. You can see the big heavy weights that just adds mass and slows down uh, the the jiggles. So they can get some, because uh, you got to remember they're they're about four miles away from the uh, the launch site. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, that's incredible. I, this it, this scene, uh, the next few scenes actually are my some of my favorites in the movie. I really enjoy uh, the pre-launch, uh, get re- getting ready stuff. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's um, it, it's still like that today. I mean, when you go to a launch. Everybody is, yeah. It's it's like going to a Super Bowl. I mean, everybody's just really pepped up, ready to ready to go. Um, they don't they don't dress as nicely as they used to in these pictures. I mean, you see everybody there, <laughs> the little kids in their uh, their hosiery and their Sunday best, uh, people wearing hats and ties and stuff. It, it's it's not quite like that today. People are a little bit more casual, but still that same imminent you know happenings. Everybody's nervous and excited and. For many of them, it's the first time they've ever seen a launch, so uh, they're you know they're not sure what to expect. Trying to act casual is not a is not a thing.
1: But, <laughs> I couldn't you know. imagine, especially there. No, oh, that's that's just too cool. I mean, yeah. it, uh, I, I love the um, like you said, the music just adds to the the uh, I don't I don't anticipation, I guess, of what's gonna happen and what they're getting ready to go do.
0: As I watch this with all the all the people in the background, I keep thinking I'm wondering how many of them are, oh, you know, people that uh, Ron Howard owed favors to and wants to meet, <laughs> wants to meet. <be> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Apollo 13 movie, and there there could be some uh, there could be some of Jim Lovell's family wandering ground that we just don't know about. But it's uh, it's obvi- if you're gonna have what they call a Yahoo shot, that's when you want to. F- if you want to put in your friends and neighbors, you pick a shot, and that's where you put all the Yahoos. So this this is an excellent spot for a Yahoo shot.
1: <laughs> exactly, it's a great one. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and uh, we get our we get our view of uh, of Mary Hayes here, uh, played by uh, Tracy Reiner, who is uh, the daughter of Penny Marshall, and uh, the adoptive daughter of uh, Rob Reiner. Great great acting job here, being nervous and all. I have mentioned this to you uh, before that uh, my favorite role for her is. Uh, sketches put upon sister in uh, that thing you do yet another tom hanks film
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i love by the way that we share the common love of that thing you do because yeah i thought maybe i was alone i love the movie i have the soundtrack it's it's just a cool flick and uh so yeah it's pretty neat to see uh uh, somebody else from that film and that's like one of the things i love about like the tom hanks the miniseries and the movies is you know, you, you, you kind of like a lot of the actors and actresses that are in some of these flicks, and then you see them reach you know turn up as another role, and uh, you're like, hey, I know that person. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like he's an old he, friend. <laughs>
0: it's almost, it's almost like a repertory company that, that he has traveling with him. And uh, I, I do, I do enjoy uh, that thing you do when uh, when my wife and I got married. All my only dreams were uh, was our uh, our first song oh, together. So it's a good it was, tune. It was yeah. uh, it was nice. So if we ever get if we ever get Mr. Hanks on the show, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to tell him thanks for that movie.
1: Absolutely, it's a great one. It is. Yeah. It's just a it's just a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking so about another movie in our movie minute. So yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Well, so uh, there somebody's already done uh, that thing you do a minute. So check that out over at moviesbyminutes.com if you're interested in, in following up with that. Um, but uh, we're you know meanwhile back on uh, the elevator going up uh, the side of uh, Pad 39 uh, A, uh, we watch the three guys. Uh, waiting and looking at each other uh, they all seem to be lost in their thoughts but my my thought mostly would be that they're carrying 76 pounds of flight suit on top of them and it just must be feeling like you're hauling three sets of luggage as as you're as you're walking I mean, the last thing you want to do is to be walking around in that suit on
1: earth <laughs> i asked um i had the, I had the uh, honor of asking two astronauts uh, you know what were you thinking about when you're on the top of this 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 tower? Or you were in the spacecraft, just sitting there waiting to go. Like what what's going through your mind? And um, I got two funny reactions. Uh, Gene Cernan uh, said he was just checking out the view uh, when he was up on top, waiting to go in and crossing the gantry. So again, th- these guys have an Arthur Fonzarelli level of cool that you know you're on top of this, yeah. this this thing. And he's like, yeah, I just I was just hanging out, checking out checking out the view from up there. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool, Gene. Um, <laughs> Frank Borman actually said that he was looking at a seagull out the window of the command module, and he always wondered what happened to that seagull when the engines lit <laughs> off. <laughs> so he said that had to have been one pretty surprise seagull so yeah, wow. we did a, we did a cool interview with him and he talked about that so uh,
0: yeah yeah it's 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 just am- the the level of cool the 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 idea that you know a lot of these guys their their heart rate never gets above maybe 100 110 at the point of launch that's just <laughs> un- unbelievable i mean it's almost like an adrenaline deficiency um yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, a beautiful this is a beautiful uh, digital recreation of the uh, of the Apollo 13 uh, Apollo Saturn 5 spacecraft done by digital domain and uh, it really is a triumph of uh, of digi- or, you know 1995 considering it's this is you know coming up on, on 30 years back how how great it came out I mean it was you know really it it sells well it's um I mean it's in a, it's in a 4k resolution so this works on a on a giant cinema screen uh little things like a blended motion control and, and stuff so the it didn't look like it was coming out of a computer uh particle generation like the uh, liquid oxygen flowing down the side of the S2 there it's just it's just stunning i know there are people in the modeling community who have great uh difficulty with some of the paint variations from this from this shot to uh the actual apollo 13 but you have to admit it is a great, great looking view.
1: Well, I loved that. You know, as a as a kudos to the the team that did the special effects. You know, I love that after the movie, NASA was asking the production company of where they had some of that footage because they had they didn't have it in their archives, and what they were looking at was CGI and green screen and models uh, that they had done for the movie. That but NASA had actually thought that it was real footage that somehow they didn't have, and. Um, I think that's a pretty high testament to the the job that you did on the, on something is when they're you know thinking that this is footage of the real event.
0: Yeah, I think they would have noticed that there was a crane hanging outside the, the outside of the <laughs> ship because I would, they didn't have drones back in 1970 like that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, just a just a gorgeous a gorgeous scene. And then a uh, great uh, kudos to the the customers too because I mean you look at that the the the, the crowd, the cast out there in the uh up on the stands, and it's just—I mean—they're trying to show that it's people from around the world, but they're wearing. There's a woman wearing a traditional kimono. There's um, uh, fellows in just shikis. Uh, all the uh, the military personnel down on the down on the uh, the ground floor there in their uh, dress blues or dress, you know, <laughs> uh, different different services. It just really gives you a, a great verisimilitude feel on the whole place.
1: I think that and I'm not an expert on movies, but I think space movies are really easy to screw up as far as costumes and wardrobe and things like that. And the minute that you depict, okay, we're going to do, you know, if you do a sci-fi one, it's like, well, you can make it whatever you want. But the minute that you lock in an era, like this is it, we're doing Apollo. I mean, that... Suddenly now it's, hey, there were photographs of all of this stuff and tons of them, and you have a bar that's set of, you. let's see how close you're going to get and how right you're going to make it, and I really think the people that did the, the costumes, uh, wardrobes, and the sets uh, really um, really hit it out of the park. I mean, the, the it's just amazing. I mean, the, the job they did is incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you consider at the, at the time, like the 1970s, there was a certain it was almost a calculated sloppiness when they did space movies where they'd they'd talk about Apollo astronauts and then they'd cut in images of Atlas rockets taking off. And and you'd be sitting there going, "That, that isn't the same rocket, what happened there? And you know, it's nice that Hollywood finally caught up to the fact that people do pay attention. And I'm sure Ron Howard kn- knew when he was making this movie that people had, you know, had been for a while, for, for 10 years by the time this movie was out, had been doing uh, slow mowing through, through scenes and, and uh, judging films. Not like we're doing a minute at a time, but they were at least, you know, freeze framing, going, wait, that's not right. So it's, uh, it is a, you know, not only the talent, uh, the talent of the artist that could make this, but the, the care that the director took in making sure that he was getting it right, too.
1: My favorite uh, continuality issue is uh, the movie Midway, the end, when uh, the guy takes off. He has to transfer an aircraft from one aircraft carrier to the other, and he takes off in a Hellcat, and midway through the flight, it's a Dauntless, and then he crashes a Panther jet onto the deck of another ship, oh. and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's so horrible. Yeah, They,
0: they should have just made him stay in one plane.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: exactly well you know, I picture airport 75 with a giant lanyard and sliding back and forth between aircraft <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, it's, it, this is just such a great a great lead up i, I enjoy uh i enjoy one of the things uh, it, it's silly but just looking at the crowd scenes is the amount of harvest gold nothing says nothing says clothing from 1970 than harvest gold and there's so There's so many people wearing gold in the audience. I was like, "Yeah, I remember that time. It was it was just like that, just just before the age of uh, Kiana and uh, you know the heavy the heavy polyesters." But it's just so it's amazing how much the uh, the the costume designers got it so right.
1: Jim, I gotta say, usually I'm I'm telling you how much I envy you for being able to live through that time to watch man on the moon. And uh, I got to tell you the wardrobes of the seventies and eighties is one that I don't regret not being here to see uh, pretty happy. I wasn't around in the seventies. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You didn't, you didn't miss much. I have a picture somewhere of me uh, at Apollo 10 and I'm wearing a, I'm wearing like a three button polo shirt kind of a thing with shorts and I am wearing black socks and Buster Brown shoes in Florida wow. <laughs> in May. But, but the thing is that like, like sneakers weren't that common sneakers was what you kind of wore at gym class and there weren't, you know, the Adidas and the Nikes hadn't arrived yet. So right. if you didn't have kids or PF flyers, that was, you know, unlikely and you wouldn't not dress up to go to a thing like this. So, um, I kind of, that, that might be the only thing that I don't, uh, agree with on some of the costume choices here because I see some of the kids are wearing, um, you know, like, uh, uh, chucks. There weren't, there, there weren't sneakers to, uh, to an event that they've been invited to and that this is kind of a, a shoe thing that uh, that would have been done around 1970 but other than that they have really got it on target it's uh, uh,
1: you, you mentioned PF Flyers have you ever seen that uh, uh, vintage photo of John Glenn like leaning back in a chair like in his yeah. Blue flight suit, wearing a, a pair of P.F. Flyers. Yeah,
0: that's why I wore them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great picture. Well, he, yeah, yeah. He he had them, and uh, and Johnny Quest. I figured if the two Johnnies could do it, uh, jo- Johnny Quest used to do all their uh, all their com- t- television commercials. So I was like, I figure, well, oh, it's good enough for John Glenn and Johnny Quest. They're mine too. <laughs>
1: uh, it was a, it
0: was a sad day when they stopped making them. So uh, maybe somebody will bring it back if I remember correctly. I they think you made can buy money.
1: them. I think they make them oh okay yeah, i think um, they make like retro yeah, you can buy them still
0: okay right after we finish recording this i'm got to go out and search the internet now <laughs> we gotta get right. some <laughs> yeah my blessed pf flyers ah uh wow well this uh this is a great minute we're getting uh we're getting close to the uh we're, we're getting close to the, the action happening. Uh, tomorrow we have someone who, for the, this is a, a first, we have someone who is actually in the film is going to talk to us about what it was like uh, being there in mission control. So we'll we'll save that for tomorrow, but check, check back with us. If you have missed any of our previous 30 episodes, please go back to our main site, uh, Apollo13minute.com, Apollo13minute.com, uh, and you can listen to all the previous ones or have them delivered to you automatically every day. If you go to iTunes or go to Google Play. Uh, type in Apollo 13 minute on the spate on the uh, search bar and click subscribe and you'll have it delivered hot and fresh every morning, Monday through Friday. If you'd like to talk back with us, we are available on all the social media. Go to, uh, Facebook at the Apollo 13 mission control or on Twitter, Apollo 13 minute. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Chris is gonna. Chris has got some uh, work to do somewhere, so he will. He will be with us tomorrow.
1: But he'll I'll be back. Be, I'll put in runways away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: gotta get get those big bags and the tarps. to, to roll them all up. But uh, you'll be back on on Wednesday, Chris. We'll see you then. But uh, don't don't miss uh, a very exciting episode tomorrow. Looks like uh, coming up on lost signal in 30 seconds. So we'll catch you here tomorrow. Apollo 13 minute.